This is The Rest is PR with Lyle Fulton and Jackie Vols. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to The Rest is PR. It's lovely to have you back if you've listened to the many episodes we have had so far. And if you haven't listened to the many episodes we've had so far, where have you been? <laughs> where have you been? It's been exciting. It's been full of information. It's been fantastic. We've had some lovely guests on so far. I am here, as ever, with the absolutely wonderful Jackie Vores. Jackie, how are you this week? How has your week been? Ah, uh, I'm wonderful. My week's been really busy. I've awesome. been to Cartagena. Ooh. And every time I mentioned I was going to Cartagena, people said, oh, South America. And I was like, no, Spain. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't really know South America very well, but I do know Spain. And Cartagena in Spain is really lovely. It's beautiful. But I just went there for a day just to, to do a speech at an eye knowledge forum and then flew back the same day. So didn't Glorious. get much to look around, to be honest. But enough of a look around to establish that it's an absolutely beautiful part of the world you've been jet setting yeah. here there and everywhere the last oh, couple of golly, weeks you've been it's everywhere crazy and lots yet, of speaking lots of meeting new people but what a joy what a, what a joy i was gonna say and yet still as full of energy as someone who has literally just been in london these last couple of weeks so <laughs> fantastic well, well this week listeners we are discussing another facet of the wonderful pr world because it struck me when i was researching this episode that You'll have heard a couple of weeks ago that we discussed crisis communications on our podcast, and it led me to kind of do a bit of research into the other types of PR that we could possibly discuss. And I thought this week we could delve into a more modern, a more modern age type of PR, which is social media and the idea of online PR, because you kind of go from crisis communications, for mm. sure, Jackie, which has existed decades and is kind of since the dawning of the PR industry crisis communications yeah. has been one of the things you address and you fast forward and I imagine social media PR and online PR has been a very recent phenomenon in the industry can you tell us a little bit about maybe what your experience has been so far in the world of social media PR and how it's kind of become more prevalent in the industry as we've advanced in years it's really it's been an interesting journey actually because when social media first sort of hit everybody's consciousness it's really around facebook i suppose and well myspace before then for the older people in fact friends reunited was before facebook even but anyway i'm showing my age again when it first sort of came to prevalence there were numerous agencies that sort of sprung up saying we are social media agencies we can help companies with their social media with the social media platforms and in those days it was a bit more difficult because there was an element of coding, there was an element of understanding things from a more technical perspective. But nowadays, zooming 10 years forward, you know, you can use all the tools yourself, anybody can operate um, social media platforms. And that's why you see the rise of influencers, because nobody had to learn anything particularly difficult to, to be able to film themselves, to be able to do what they do. So what actually transpired was we saw a lot of clients having their social media agency and their PR agency and their advertising agency. And sometimes when those kind of different silos exist, the messages are different and can be very different. And nowadays when everything really has converged on online in a combination of mobile and desktop and connected TVs and everything else, all of those channels have really sort of come together a little bit more and in many ways made it a lot more easy to control your message or control what you're broadcasting out. 
The difficulty comes when it comes to responding. And with social media, that's a two way street. It's not like a broadcast medium, like a newspaper or like a broadcast TV program. It's very much an engagement tool. And that's where it gets really clever. But the most important thing is that you keep your messages authentic, simple, as I keep saying, keep those messages across all platforms. And so we've seen as, as an agency that our clients are actually increasingly coming to us and saying, can you do our social media as well? Because employing somebody off in a silo is quite difficult to keep those sort of lines of communication going. So we do do a lot of social media work. And then you've got all your different advertising platforms as well, which are often very closely in interlinked with your social media channels. Because there's a lot of advertising on TikTok, on Facebook, on Insta, on Snap, on everything. So the more those channels kind of like populate, the more everything needs to be brought together under one banner of content and messaging. And that's when we come in. Absolutely. And that's where you kind of, I suppose, need to have a very concrete kind of clear strategy of how you're going to bring them all and pull them all together. Mm. It's really interesting actually picking up on something you just said, because obviously PR through the ages, and that makes PR and the people who work within it sound like they've worked through the ages. That's obviously not the case, but PR through the ages has kind of had, I wouldn't say definite, results-based kind of metrics and KPIs, but you kind of share a vision of the outcome you want from a successful PR strategy when it comes to the physical press releases being sent out, like we said before, and other strategies and other mechanisms you use. Would you say that those metrics and KPIs and the outcome you're looking to achieve is different with a social media strategy than with more traditional PR techniques and and how is that I mean it's nice in a Mm. way um it holds you much more accountable because the problem with PR measurement is and I think we've discussed touching it a little bit before but the problem with traditional PR measurement is it's so hard because it's what we call earned media so it's us working with journalists to play stories that aren't supposed to be like adverts like with a call to action um, message in them and in fact editorials and journalists really dislike it if you try to get calls to action or backlinks and stuff like that into your articles so it's very difficult to measure and so how we measure pr is usually in coverage and in reach so it could be you know you know how many unique visitors come to that person's that media's website or that influencer's website or in in terms of ad equivalency what an advert would cost you to place in that magazine or newspaper so there's they're quite woolly but the value of pr is really measurable when you look at you know the wider kpis of reputation management and stuff like that so it's an internal problem in the pr industry then you move into social media and then you really are seeing clicks and engagement and and responses and you can put calls to action into the into your med- social media programs and you can see responses and you can see much more on a sort of an, on a kind of programmatic level when you get into the advertising side of things so it's really it, it can be quite satisfying to see the results and the kpis what's even more satisfying though is to see the multiple touch points of every message getting through so if you've done a press release about a certain piece of news and you see it hit all the social media channels and then you see it featured and then you see other people tweeting or passing it on that's when you sort of hit a real lovely gold spot and you really you really feel like you've achieved something exactly right i mean 
we discussed with Daft, didn't we, on a previous episode, how different types of PR and different methods of getting your message across when they come to communicate with each other, that's almost the kind of, that's the holy grail, right? That's mm. what you really look for when it comes to a PR strategy. And I suppose a question I'd have for you and something I imagine people sort of looking to get into the PR industry in its current guise in the modern era, how do you come to formulate a strategy? How do you come to kind of even begin to start to think about bringing all of those different platforms together? I mean, is it as simple as engaging with someone who is an expert and we know DAF is, you know, kind of up to date on all sorts of different new platforms. We've mentioned before the lovely Lily, who's helping us out with the podcast now as well. Shout out to Lily, who's, <laughs> you know, kind of got a real background in digital marketing executives yeah exactly right I mean is it as simple as engaging with them or or do you kind of also go and and look for you know expertise in that regard I mean what what is the process like there it's a mixture of all of that I think the first thing is to get back to getting your plan together and your strategy together that's that's always the first thing so when you're doing any kind of communications planning you know the first thing is what do I want to say and who do I want to say it to when do I want to say say how do I want to say it So all of those things have to be nailed before you even get started. Then I like to advocate layering. And I think we discussed it as like spinning plates in in our last. So you start spinning one plate, you make sure that's fine. You make sure it's working well. You're analyzing all your results and then you start another plate on its spin. And it could be be an Instagram plate or it could be a Twitter plate or it could be anything else. So I like to layer things up and constantly review them and make sure those that the messages are getting across in the right way but with social media the most important thing to do is really think about what channel can be used for what and also what's interesting to the people on that channel because they'll suffer fools not very gladly and you know the next thing you know your followers start leaving you in droves and you don't you don't want that so you've got to make sure you're using the platform appropriately so with Twitter, it's very easy to, to go and see what Twitter or what Instagram recommend. They've all got their user guidelines. So you can go in there and you can see um, what they say, how they think you should use their platform. And just remember that this is a dialogue channel that you're using with social media. And I keep saying this because it's so important because social media is what you have to monitor. You know, you do obviously monitor your press and your broadcast channels and everything else. But there's there's not so much opportunity for those channels to be responded to. I mean, increasing there is with, say, for example, with newspapers, you know, if it's online, there are comments at the bottom and you should be checking those and seeing what people are saying. Social media, people feel much more empowered and much more righteous with their responses, which is great because it gives you a good idea of, of whether your message is hitting home. But you've got to respond to them. And that's why I start layering things on, because... If you suddenly think, okay, I'm going to put that on Insta, on Twitter, on Facebook and everywhere else, and then suddenly you've got a deluge of response from very different audiences, because different audience groups use different types of social media, then it's kind of like, oh my God, how do I, you know, how do I manage all of this? So let your brain be trained into one platform, one channel at a time, get it right, make sure you're using the appropriate channel for your message. You know, Twitter, you can't be sending out a load of thought leadership stuff on it. You know, it's very short form. It should be much more directional and value-added. 
sorry, you're, you're trying to say something there. No, 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 not at all. No, 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 not at all. No, you, I, I was just about to say you're absolutely spot on because again, like Twitter character limits, the dreaded character limit, Instagram, you can kind of waffle on for it. Not waffle on listeners. Obviously you have very important things to say. <laughs> uh, apologies uh, for accusing anyone and including our listenership. No, hey, look, for, I've been listening listeners to Jackie waffle for the last 10 <laughs> episodes. And frankly, enough's enough. This is a line in the sand. No, no, no. I mean, not at all. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, it's really interesting. Actually, you brought a couple of things up there because I've recently and this is just proof as well. I'm just, here we are listeners. I'm proving to Jackie that I've also been doing work that doesn't include this podcast. I've, re- I've written a blog for lovely Tom at Ludo. Tom gets loads of mentions here. I can't wait to have Tom on the on the podcast. But we about- need to get him on the podcast because yeah, he's becoming legend yeah. on this podcast. Honestly, it's like Chekhov's gun this. It's like we keep mentioning Tom will be on the podcast <laughs> and then he just won't be on it and it'll be a massive damp squib. But I wrote a blog about artificial intelligence, which is what his uh, brilliant platform Ludo uses and machine learning on, on the platform. Uh, but artificial intelligence is also obviously a huge part of social media and a lot of the platforms that we visit on a daily basis now in the 21st century and you're so right in what you say i mean a great strategy kind of has to play up to whilst being on message those artificial intelligence algorithms because you want your accounts to be suggested accounts and the best accounts are the ones that engage with their audiences on a very real very personal level you know Mm. I've run social media accounts before and I've kind of got it right and wrong when I've got it right I've been engaging with our audience I've been responding to their questions in an appropriate way relative to the platform I'm on but I've also when I was first starting to do things for other companies not necessarily seen that as an important side of it and so I think you're absolutely right in what you say you're going to learn I haven't actually done this that much in the podcast so far, but you're going to learn that I do really enjoy a sporting analogy and trying to map it onto life. And whilst not a huge cricket fan, there is a phenomenon in cricket now called one day cricket and T20 cricket. And it's very much a modern day invention because modern day members of society have shorter attention spans. So the purest form of cricket was always five day test match cricket. And because that was kind of, not necessarily you know sort of capturing the imaginations of the younger generation the powers that be went we're going to do one day version of the game and all of a sudden people went in their droves and i suppose could you potentially map that onto pr as well i mean oh, the idea that everything sporty analogy don't you and i think it's a good one right is that a good one <laughs> i think that's a decent good, one actually you know, i mean because obviously you need to capture people's imaginations yeah and we are living in there is this new phraseology called the attention economy mm. um because as our generations get more and more used to this wonderful online world they're also much more demanding in terms of getting what they want when they want very quickly and understanding it and absorbing it and moving on to the next thing so yeah, that is a very good analogy in terms of how you sort of sandwich a lot of very hard work on behalf of our clients is very small chunks of information. Exactly right. And I was going to ask you as well in this episode that you have recent experience of having upped your social media presence. Yes. We're not after because, you know, self-promotion is always a very awkward thing to do. <laughs> so we're not going, go follow Jackie Vores on Instagram and Twitter. But how, what's been your experience of that, you know? Well, it's been really interesting because, as you know, and as listeners to the podcast will know, we do like to try things out on ourselves rather than trying them out on clients. And I've always advocated to clients that they, you know, that they promote their businesses if they are the spokespeople of their businesses, that they should promote themselves over 
the appropriate social media channels, but I never actually did it myself. Um, and it was a little bit stupid, really. So I got together with Lily, the wonderful Lily, who we'll have to get on the podcast as well at some stage. Absolutely. And we sort of noodled out what my social media strategy would be. And a lot of it is just literally around what my life is, to be honest. It's, it's one of the things we talk about is authenticity. It's very authentic. And I said, I said to her, Oh, do you think we should really use my Instagram account? It's just got pictures of food and dogs and things that I'm generally interested in, which is food and dogs. And she's like, no, 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 that's fine. You know, it's authentic. It's fine. We'll do that. So just recently, all of my sort of travels and the podcast and stuff like that have been sort of documented on Insta, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and also sort of linked intrinsically with the Demoso social media accounts of LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. So it's all working in harmony, I think. No, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> the funniest thing is, though, that everyone knows what I'm doing before I do. And sometimes I don't even know that I'm doing something before it sort of pops up on social media. So <laughs> it's, uh, and people are saying to me, my God, you're really busy. You're here, there and everywhere. And I'm just like, it is no different. <laughs> just You're just hearing about it. It's exactly. I love the idea normally. that you're about to appear in an event and you've almost, I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know that you're going to the event, but it's like so much is going on in your life day to day. And then you see on Twitter by the moment, Oh yeah, I am going to that. Oh gosh, yeah. Because yeah. you know how your diary sort of catches up on you and you don't realise that you are actually in the week that you'd been thinking was next week. It's really that. It's um, it's quite amusing. But it's also, it is really good because it does give people information on what you're doing. It opens up conversations, particularly because I go to lots of events and people do want to know about what, the, what that event is like and is it usable for them. And so it opens up really valuable conversations. It's, it's not just a profile get and it you know genuinely we did it to show people how how to well execute that job of profiling a, a ceo and you know i'm really pleased with it i mean it's it's you know it's getting some really great engagement engendering really good conversations and uh yeah and and raising demoso's profile which is what it's all about it's not really about me but i think that's a really excellent point as well i mean far be it for me now obviously i see on a daily basis, the team jetting off to far flung, you know, exciting locations while I remain here in the comfort yeah. of my London flat and feel very <laughs> jealous. Um, but on a serious note, have on you. On your stage, Lyle. Yes, well, stage. exactly. Hey, yeah, on the stage here, you know, my stage with my happy birthday balloon still behind me, even though my wife's 30th birthday, my lovely wife Alice was last week. So, you know, it's my lovely 30th birthday balloons. But I was actually going to ask on a serious note, have you found that since you upped your own social media content, since you started to sort of post more frequently on various platforms, you yourself have also developed a more sort of full understanding of what is then required when you, and you already had a very good understanding, don't you, wrong when clients approached you for help on their social media, but yeah, has this me, recent uptick given you a better understanding really of it even further? It's given me an understanding of how clients need to put some time into it and how to prepare them for their own personal time that, that needs to be given. You know, it's always a thorny one. Clients, they do expect you to get to know them, get to know their business really well, get to know what's going on with their business really well so that you can communicate it. And that's great. I don't know who's making those ding, ding, ding noises. I don't know if it's me or you, but anyway, so that's, that's great. And, and we should do that. 
but we also ask for there to be a very solid two-way street of communication between us and our clients and so that does mean that the client has to put time into us and you know keep us updated and keep us moving forward and a lot of our clients are super busy they're doing you know many other things than communication what i've found with doing the social media is i've had to put a bit of time into it myself to make sure that lily knows what i'm doing why i'm doing it what's the significance and what's the importance of it so that she can communicate that when she's putting together her social media plans and also just playing take you know getting people to take pictures of me or take pictures of the place that i'm in just having that sort of memory that random memory that goes oh golly i've got to go and quickly go and take a picture of that yeah. or i've got to make it interesting um so it does you know you do have to be quite involved to be able to work with a social media team to to make that content good it is a real skill isn't it by the way listeners just a quick disclaimer that was almost certainly live during this recording an uptick in Jackie's social media following those notifications <laughs> that you heard there was just a plethora of new followers on various platforms because she's just doing so much brilliant work. I don't turn off all my notifications either. <laughs> I'm not very professional at this podcast. No, I'm not at all. Life. No, I actually love it as we, we're all about ambiance here, as we know, you know, mopeds, you know, Ludo being in the room. It's fantastic. But again, like you, a brilliant point you raised there is it's a real skill. It's become a very recent phenomenon being skilled in this. I mean, I talk about recent in the sort of quantum of how long this industry has existed for, you know, fair enough, social media in whatever iteration it's existed in has been around for more than 20 years. When you think about, you know, things like MySpace, then obviously developed into Facebook. And now we have just such a wide array of different platforms. But I suppose a final question I will ask you um, before we sort of finish up here, and obviously we could still go into so much more detail about uh, social media and online PR, which I'm sure we will do with guests in the future. We've talked a lot about employment and how you come to work in the PR industry. And I suppose an important point to make is that actually bringing these skills into a career in PR is becoming more and more important with every passing day. How much do you kind of look for skills when it comes to social media, when it comes to sort of an online presence, when it comes to employing people to any agency, Demozo or agencies in the past? And I suppose discuss a little bit about how you kind of look to people for advice and look to people to sort of teach you about these skills, because you're so right. I mean, if I'm in your position and I'm in an exciting location that I'm doing some work in abroad or domestically, I'm not thinking about a great angle for a photo to be taken of me relative to a venue that's just not how my brain would work but there are people who have those skills and it's their job to think that way yeah so it's oh, so many questions there really um, <laughs> so let me just talk about quickly about people the thing about the the people side of things is mm. that it comes back to everything i've already said you know it's looking for common sense, organization, writing skills, empathy, understanding, strategic planning, all that sort of thing. With social media, you do need to have social media guidelines. And I think that's really, really important. We put together the guidelines for everybody so that they know exactly what they can and they can't say. And I don't like censorship. I hate censorship. In fact, I'm a great believer in free speech and everything else. But you don't want to put yourself out to the wolves. And I'm afraid there are so many keyboard warriors out there yeah. who could take anything even slightly controversial and make a big issue of it. And I have seen some people in professional social media and just sort of coming to mind was um, a guy who I'm connected with on LinkedIn who literally posted a video of himself 
in bits in tears because he was just driven down by all of the negative um, social media responses he was getting to being a social media representative of a game a mobile game and and how it all got very personal and very vitriolic and vindictive so you know you do need to i'm going back to preparation you do need to be really prepared for everything when you're putting yourself out there to the public i mean the social media is a really it's a wild west in terms of you can't control it you can't you know, you could be the you could be Mother Teresa and you would still get somebody disagreeing with you or hating on you. So, in fact, she did. Um, but do you know what I mean? So you've mm. got to be really, really careful as well and not take things too personally if, you know, you're doing a job of work for a company or for a brand um, and you're getting negativity. That can come, you know. We, mm. We've talked very nicely about all the great things about social media, but there's some really awful things that can happen too and so being prepared having guidelines making sure that your communications are thought about in advance scheduled and trying to you know to tread your politi- your own politically correct boundary line is one thing to consider absolutely fantastic i think that's a really really brilliant point in fact to end on is for all that social media is absolutely brilliant and of course it is and it really does a lot of good and as Daph mentioned in an earlier episode of the podcast, can give people very up-to-date news. There is also, obviously, it would be remiss of us not to mention the darker side of social media where people kind of sort of vitriolically espouse very negative opinions online about people who are essentially at most of the time just doing their job and promoting something that they've been asked to promote or that they feel very passionately about. And I think it's very important. We mentioned all the skills about sort of getting great angles of food and getting great angles of venues and things that people you're working with are uh, are working in. Um, It's also important to have skills in resilience and to know when to come off it and to sort of know what's best for your mental health. And I suppose we'll probably discuss the idea of mental health and sort of, you know, how you look after yourself in PR Mm. and in any industry in a later episode of the podcast. I think that'd be a really, Mm. really interesting episode and a thing to cover because everyone has different experiences with that. And it's always important to be very supportive of people's needs and what they need to kind of get themselves better and to sort of survive in the wild west that is PR industry and the business world at large. (laughs) Slightly short episode this week, listeners, because Jackie and I, we talk about preparedness um, and I've not been very well prepared because I've still got my balloons up from the birthday (laughs) last week, uh, which you'll see in this video. But we have got lots of exciting guests coming up. But in the meantime, thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of The Rest is PR. If you would like more information, here we go. It's the T's and C's again. I'm going to rattle these off. If you would like more information about what we're doing here on the podcast, head over to therestispr.com. You can also get in touch with us on info at demozo.com or info at the rest is pr.com if you want to be on the pod or if you want to suggest a topic and also as ever if you want to see what the wonderful jackie daff the rest of the team myself have been up to over at demozo then head over to demozo.com also considering it's a social media episode just go and check out jackie's social media presence because it's just <laughs> absolutely flying Aussie. right now yeah vorzy head over to vorzy yeah Aussie. exactly just search <laughs> or jackie vorz on um Jackie Vaughan's Insta. Enjoy to your heart's content. It's basically just a load of photos of Jackie going to lots of really nice places in the world and doing some brilliant work. But as ever, thank you so much for being with us on the latest episode of The Rest is PR. And we can't wait to see you next week, the next episode of this PR podcast. See you then. Bye for now. Bye.